Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. You're right, because I am Grace Stuffy, and this is the show where we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. Today, we are joined by Rachel Peterson, and we're going to be talking about selling with TikTok ads and live video. So also we want to make sure let you guys know that this show could not be going out live without our friends over on Ecamm. So if you're wondering how we're making these lower thirds, these animated graphics, having these awesome camera ag- angles, this is all brought to you by uh, Ecamm. If you would like to check them out, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They're amazing. They allow you to, to do all this cool stuff, multiple cameras, go live. If you can dream up a live show, Ecamm can help make it happen. Absolutely. And if you're wondering how we are making this show, go to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Amazon Live, and are able to seamlessly distribute this as a podcast, the answer is Restream. Everything you need for successful and professional live video and podcast right in your browser. So Jeff, as you remember last week, I was totally hyping our new high-res audio. Well, this week, Restream rolled out separate audio tracks for the hosts and all of the participants on the show. So Restream Studio now supports split track recording. You can find out more about that at social media news live slash restream again social media news live slash restream and find out everything you need to go live and on uh, restream awesome so let me go ahead and bring on our guest i'm so excited to have rachel here with us today if you don't know who rachel peterson is well you really should she is a social media strategist she's a branding expert speaker and trainer she is founder of the social media united a leading online university for those uh, aspiring to become successful social media managers and strategists she is the definition of a self-made entrepreneur. She's overcome immense challenges. She is the queen of social media, an expert on all things social media, like seriously, literally every platform. But she's here to talk to us about TikTok. Rachel, welcome to the show. You guys, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I want to start, Grace found this thing, and I want to start this off uh, the show by uh, sharing this little overlay. So Grace, uh, talk to us a little bit about this, because you were the one who found found this, and so I think it's really, really cool. It's Rachel's tweet from, from August 25th, 2019, and she wrote, I officially love TikTok. Yes, I am over 30, three kids at the Mrs. Peter- Peterson on TikTok, and that was the tweet. That, that, that was a tweet. Oh, there it is right here. There it is. I oh, think it's, it's so, it's so fun. You know, I love it. So that is, that so is pinned fun. to oh the top. God. Yes. <laughs> very, very cool. I wanted to ask Rachel actually, before we dive in, oh, yeah. like she has been, she's been, she was the first person we ever interviewed about TikTok because she was the first person I knew that was on it. That was also an adult. And I saw this report. <laughs> that I shared with you. It's like one in four internet users are on TikTok. We're using TikTok this year and adults spend almost 32 minutes on average with the platform that was on in 2020. I actually saw another stat that said it was actually 80 minutes. And last night, as I was preparing for this show, I actually got a digital wellness alert where they're like, you've been scrolling for a while. It's time for you to eat. It's time for you to get some water. You need to get off the internet. (laughs) So I thought that was, that was really funny, but Rachel, you were, as far as I'm concerned, the pioneer, as far as marketing on TikTok, how have you seen the uh, platform evolve over this past year, especially with it having experienced such explosive growth? 
Oh man. So I love the stats that you shared. Um, last time I spoke with uh, TikTok corporate directly, they said that the average time spent on the platform was 82 minutes per day. Wow. And that's on average, which is kind of crazy. Most of the time that's with sound up or <laughs> this is terrible, but people are literally putting headphones in and scrolling on TikTok while they're working in school. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy. So one of the biggest changes, and I'll tell you guys about the good, the bad, and the ugly. One of the biggest changes on TikTok over this past year, as many people know, is that TikTok, um, US at least, was acquired by the company Oracle. So there have been some changes to um, data protection, privacy, things that people were genuinely concerned about. And so the good news is TikTok has become a significantly more secure platform. Now, I, of course, threw caution to the wind and just jumped onto the platform and didn't <laughs> worry about privacy or data or security or anything like that. However, it is a very safe platform. And that's one of the biggest changes that has been amazing to see. Um, a change that's neither here nor there, I think it's good for marketers and business owners, is that we're starting to see a lot more advertisements showing up natively inside of the feed of TikTok. So that's happening across the board for everyone. And not only are we seeing more advertisements, but the advertisements are really well done. So so they almost, you don't even realize it's an advertisement most of the time because it really fits into this, the culture of TikTok, which is really amazing to see. And one of the interesting changes, and I, I would argue that this is happening across all social media, is that as we all know, the past year was really challenging. And I'm starting to see people kind of have this like cabin fever pent up aggression <laughs> on social media as a whole. So if we thought that trolls were bad on TikTok previously, they are 10 times worse now. But I also recently discovered the troll and mean side of Instagram as well as YouTube. And I didn't know that those existed. So I think just as a whole, people are kind of cranky. <laughs> yes, yes. We're not cranky here that. on the show. We are yeah. we're going to be really on our best behavior. Uh but yeah. let's let's dive into this like the first section about um these products Grace because I think this is really interesting. We're talking all about selling on TikTok today and you know, this is really kind of exciting especially like if you're like Rachel and you've been on the platform before. Uh we do have a comment from uh Michelle Lawrence says adults on TikTok hashtag #adults on TikTok. So there are adults on TikTok. So we want to make that very very clear. But Grace talk about this first um this first news section. Yes. So we are TikTok talking about See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, advertising. So you mentioned advertising. Adweek actually published an article this last um, this last week called 10 brands and Organiz organizations rocking it, TikTok marketing. And so these are all brands that are finding really creative ways to connect with their audience through content and through ads. And they had fun brands like McDonald's and Steakums, and then even buttoned up organizations like the World Health Organization and the Washington Post, which by the way, is very funny on TikTok. <laughs> and then uh, Eyes, Face, Lips, which Rachel, I know you've talked to us about before, but you know, so for people that are new to TikTok or just trying to figure it out for themselves, let's discuss what advertisers can do on there. What are some of the options that advertisers have to um, buy ads? And then what are the targeting options for brands looking to be fun and, and spontaneous on there, too? I love that so much. And one of the things I saw actually recently from TikTok is that they were explaining that when a brand isn't just focused on selling but instead creates a focus around creative content that reaches people, inspires people, makes people take action, engage, actually watch. They are basically, their goal is that the experience of being sold to feels like an interactive piece of content. Mm -hmm. And so they said, we're not against people selling organically. We are not against small business, but you just have to fit into the culture of TikTok by creating creative ways of selling. And what's interesting is if I see business owners trying to create ads on TikTok without first learning the culture, that is where you see advertisements kind of crash and burn if I'm being completely honest. The thing about TikTok is that the culture is really different. Uh, if you've ever been on IG Reels, IG Reels does not have its own culture. Its culture is uh, a secondhand TikTok culture. And that's important to note. So while there is 
a lot going on on Reels. It's all borrowed from TikTok. And that's kind of interesting. And it's, I think, neither bad nor good. It just is. So learning about what the culture is, how to serve people through the process of selling, how to tell stories. I recently have been uh, rereading the book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, Mm. um, and learning how to create educational content that doesn't make people feel like it's an advertisement is going to honestly reign supreme. One of the other things that's really different on TikTok is that it is not a place that does well with like the snake oil feel commercials. So while advertisements and infomercials at night may show like, wow, look at this. This is so you're going to get destroyed on the platform if you show up in an infomercial way. The way that you want to show up is by first and foremost studying the culture. And this is one of my personal techniques. I like to test out my selling Uh, content for advertisements organically first. And the cool thing is, yes, TikTok puts a watermark onto your content once you've published it organically, but I use tools such as SaveTalk, TickSave to remove the watermark so you can re-upload it as an advertisement. Awesome. Those are great. Those are some great strategies. And yeah, StoryBrand, we've had some people in the comments. That is a game changer. A lot of people have used that. And it's, it is one of those that you can reread. So I have that on my in my Kindle list as well to read. So let's talk a little bit about uh, these, you know, hashtag challenges, which are really unique for TikTok. I mean, that's the only place that I really have seen them even come close to working. So can you describe a little bit about how hashtag challenges work for brand campaigns? Can, you know, maybe offer some examples of what to look like, you know, what should look like for people who aren't like familiar with this type of content? Yes. So to break this down, there are basically two different types of advertisements on TikTok. The first is called managed campaigns. That means that TikTok themselves are managing your placements, the success, the metrics, the results, and that is not accessible to most brands. Of course, anyone who's willing to pay and comply within the rules is able to do it. But what I mean by it's not accessible is you're going to be spending 50, more likely 100, up to $400,000 for those managed campaigns to get a specifically trending hashtag to get that uh, screen takeover to be featured everywhere and then to have influencers who are intentionally blowing up your hashtag. Now, there are ways to do that. So that's the managed campaigns. That's when TikTok comes in. And last time I checked, the smallest package was 50,000, though it may have gone up from there. Um, And it goes up to $450,000. At about $160,000 for a managed campaign, you could expect somewhere between 100 million and a billion views. So there is a lot of, I guess, movement behind the scenes for those. But like I said, they're not going to be accessible to most of us. Um, The second kind of campaign we'll get into in just a second, but I do want to say that you can do growth hacking and kind of like guerrilla marketing in order to force a hashtag or a trend to take off. And I have seen some really brilliant growth hackers and small businesses doing that. But remember, that takes a lot of coordination. It's the kind of thing I would recommend uh, reading Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday, which is a great campaign, uh, a great book about his campaigns that he ran to get things to move, as well as the book, I think it's called Growth Hacking by Ryan Holiday. He has some great mm-hmm. books because his background is in growth hacking. But then on the other side of things, there's self-serve advertisements. And we have run self-serve advertisements and had some really interesting results. Um, do you guys want to dive in and talk a little bit yeah. more about that? That's great. You yeah, have one in. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So it's kind of like the Facebook advertising platform. You have a business manager. Um, it doesn't feel super original in that way. There's the business manager, the ad manager, and you can have multiple ad managers within the business manager if you're an agency. Um, from there, you're going to place ads just like you would place Facebook ads just with a few major differences. There are campaigns. Of course, there's the campaign level. And so you can choose from several different campaigns. There's traffic, there's app installs, there's conversions, video views, and reach. Now, 
One thing to really note about TikTok, and I want to be super clear about this, is that at one given time, there's no one set of features that are available to everyone. They are constantly testing, rolling things out, sometimes with no rhyme or reason. It's not necessarily based on location or follower counts or anything that makes any sense. So the features that you have available could be more and they could be less than what I have at this time. Um, they are also testing some campaigns where it's basically where you're able to toggle your existing organic videos into an ad campaign and kind of boost those campaigns that way. The interesting thing about the ad campaigns on TikTok is that you don't have to have a TikTok profile page, anything like that in order to actually run ads. You, This is really interesting. This is where the platform is still very new. And I would say open to um, not liability, but yes, liability. <laughs> you, you type your desired username in for the ad campaign. So that's really interesting because it's not actually a username. You create a username for the purpose of the ad, which leads to, I think, a lot of potential for a lot of issues. Um, you don't connect it to your profile unless, of course, you have the beta test feature, which I have, to be able to run ads to my profile and or to my content on my profile. Um, but this is also really important because in case you listened to this and got really excited about conversions, I want to remind everyone this is not going to be the thing where you want this traffic to be lumped in with other traffic because their uh, pixel is a single session pixel. It only lasts for the session where someone clicks. There's no extra long attribution. And to be honest with you, uh, based on all of our previous results, I don't think that the pixel was even very reliable. Um, can, can I keep on going or do you have any questions so far? About yeah, I have, I have a real quick follow-up question. So yeah. that what you said about the creating a, a username uh, and running things to that. So is that an actual username or is that an avatar that you create? Or are you going and finding like, I'm going to see what I'm going to target Rachel on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So is it a real person? So you are basically creating your own avatar for the purpose of what the ads are going to be run as. I haven't tested this because I don't want to get in trouble with TikTok. <laughs> That's right. But <laughs> it looks like you can just type in any username and run ads as that username. So I think there's a lot of room for trouble here. But when I have run ads, I've just typed in my username, but it doesn't link through at all. And mm. then you upload your profile picture and everything. So it's gotcha. completely independent of it, your it, profile. It sounds like, you know, you used to be able, and I think you still may be able to, like you can create different stores on Amazon when you were like a, a, a merchant kind of thing. So like I could sell t-shirts under, you know, you would, I could just make up a name and, and do it that way. Maybe it's kind of like that. I don't know. Well, that's interesting to see. So we'll, we'll check on that, but that's, that's really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it really. Is. Tell me, tell me what could be a liability without telling me what could be a liability. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me you spend time on TikTok without telling me you spend time on TikTok, Grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. So last week, TikTok launched a new ad library tool called Top Ads, very well positioned. So it enables you to search the best performing TikTok ads or ad campaigns by vertical or by region. And the idea is that these examples of the best of the best are, could spark some inspiration in other advertisers. So how helpful do you think the new Top ads library tool would be for someone trying to navigate TikTok for the first time. You know, maybe they're trying to figure out how to get in on this and, and even if TikTok's for them. Hmm. Good question. I don't have that available yet. So no. they may have launched it. Yep. But I don't have it. And I was looking through all of my features before this because features change all the time. I don't have that available, which is really interesting. Oh, so, so it must be really, really limited if Rachel doesn't have it. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I don't, I don't have it. But that being said, one of the things that I found really interesting, I think this would be worth noting, is that the way that TikTok defines success for their advertising, at least the stories that they use for case studies, and this isn't misleading, it's according to their top clients, uh, they mm. define success as reach and engagement. 
And that's Mm -hmm. really important to note because if you're a smaller business and you're shooting to increase traffic, conversion, sales, revenue, and oh my goodness, profit, you may not be interested in how many people a campaign reaches. So for example, the ELF campaign, um, Eyes, Lips, Face, which was one of their like historic campaigns, it reached 2 billion people or rather 2 billion views slash impressions. And what's interesting about that is there was no mention of how it actually impacted sales. And so I don't necessarily, I don't know that I would take notes from their opinions of what Mm -hmm. the best performing ads were without getting more clarity into how much traffic did this ad create? How many conversions did this ad create? Did this ad generate leads, et cetera? Gotcha. That's a good insight. That's a good insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to, one of the things and this, and we're going off the screenshots cause I like, I don't have this either, but it looks like this dashboard shows, you know, separate tabs for top ads, popular trends and a showcase. So, and, and you mentioned, and I just want to clarify, you said, you know, I wanted to think about how can we, you know, kind of make sense for building our own TikTok strategies, but you said we really, those are some great examples, but we really need to look at the, what was it? Reach and engagement. Were those the two things that you said we needed to focus on? That, no, that's really what uh, TikTok focuses okay, on as okay. a success metric. Yep. Um, but I like to look at the same numbers that I would look at Facebook for or YouTube ads mm. or Google ads. We're going to look at the things that move the bottom line ultimately because running ads for branding is really going to be limited to certain audiences, as you know, such as Fortune 500, maybe Fortune 5000, venture capital backed businesses. So I'm going to be looking at how much traffic did this create or produce or support with, how many leads were generated, how many conversions were created, and ultimately how many how much revenue and or profit was generated gotcha. from this advertisement. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Thanks for clarifying that. I just want I think that was really mm-hmm. important. So I wanted to, to uh, circle back on that. So we do have a great question from Phil H over on YouTube, and he goes, "Do you see a place for middle aged tech influencer that live streams on TikTok for monetizing?" I love this question. Um, one of my favorite games is kind of the path to monetization. And I truly believe that there's a path to monetization in absolutely everything. Um, If you can come up with an idea for how you might approach sponsorships and or advertisements, maybe pay per placement, pay for product placement, things like that, I could see it happening. If your goal is to sell tech setups, maybe you're going to be showcasing tech setups with a link in your bio all about the affiliate links, or maybe it's going to be linked to your Amazon store. There are different ways that you can monetize, but one of the things that I want to really shift the narrative about is a lot of times people will say, is there a path to monetization? Or I don't know if I see a path to monetization. The truth is, if you can get eyeballs, you can monetize. That is honest to goodness the truth. There is an audience in every single market. What you have to do first and foremost is build up trust, no like, or mm-hmm. we can reverse that completely, no like trust, build rapport with your audience, serve them consistently with what I like to call the four E's, which are education, entertainment, engagement, and emotional uh, content. That's like a transformation or inspiration. And with that those four E's, I truly believe that anyone can monetize attention. Awesome. Awesome. That was a great answer. Thanks, Phil, for uh, answer, uh, for asking that question. We appreciate it. So we're going to move on to our next segment. And this is all about, you know, TikTok is now said there, is now providing new business tips and resource guides. So we're looking kind of beyond the pay, paid media now and talking about the, our general presence on TikTok, you know, with con- uh, content that hopefully what like what Rachel was saying engages and entertains. But earlier in March, TikTok launched a new platform offering a range of businesses, t- business tips and guides to help brands make the most of the platform. So this is really focused on uh, brands. So you can find this at getstarted.tiktok.com. So the first page has like, it's really kind of cool. It kind of leads you like a choose your own adventure novel uh, throughout. It says, you know, what's your top business need? And then it gives you, uh, you want to get discovered? Do you want to produce creative, you know, produce creative? Do you want to drive performance? Or do you want to connect to the culture that's on TikTok? So Rachel, the guides outline kind of these various key elements, you know, kind of in more detail, which could, 
I think could be really helpful in mapping out your approach as you're getting started on TikTok. So what, when you look at brands and let's, let's just kind of think about brands right now, what can brands do to help their organic TikTok campaign succeed? You know, where should they focus their, on their efforts? Cause brands, a lot of times, I think, you know, if, you know, we talk about, you know, entertainment's really important on TikTok and they go and a lot of them fall flat because they're used to, like you said, those infomercials like Ronco, you know, set it and forget it kind of a thing. And that's not what's really working on TikTok. So what should brands really, really do? First and foremost, I want to say that I love that TikTok is providing resources. That to me says, ooh, there's going to be some longevity here for business owners. They're wanting to bring business owners onto this platform. They're wanting to support us in creating content in ultimately being seen, which I think is just really powerful. Um, I have a different approach towards how I handle brands and businesses on social media. And the first thing, this is true on every single platform. Um, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, if I had to cut down a tree, I think it was Abraham Lincoln. If I had right. to cut down a tree and I had six hours, I would take four hours to sharpen my ax. And I would say the same thing is true for creating content. If I had six weeks to make content, generate profit, generate results, go viral, get uh, build a following, I would spend four weeks researching. And so many people think, and I'll be honest, I was totally a part of this group. They think, Oh, I create content all the time. I'm going to put content on TikTok, and they create the content. It falls flat. (laughs) (laughs) I experienced this very intensely just about two years ago. I thought I was a surefire viral sensation and the market humbly reminded me that I had not done my research. (laughs) And so one of the best things I think you can do is to find other brands, influencers, people who connect with the audiences you want to connect with. That could be your competition and go and research the heck out of their content. Not all content, just their content that has gotten the most eyeballs, the most engagement has maybe gone viral and start taking notes. I will literally take pages and pages of notes of the patterns that I see intentionally so that that way I can increase my chances of then creating content that performs similarly. Awesome. So let's switch our focus to influencer marketing. And you kind of touched on this for just a second, a minute before, and it is absolutely huge on TikTok. In fact, Forbes put together the study where they were comparing Instagram reels and TikTok and TikTok came out as the clear winner. They marked it the queen of influencer and celebrity culture. Uh, They said that Instagram, I think, because I, there's the same culture that is on Instagram, it seems better suited for brand content. But TikTok was really great for influencers. So you know, we think brands need to think strategically as far as how they approach influencer marketing, particularly on TikTok. How do you think brands should be in approaching influencer marketing on TikTok? Ooh, so a lot of times people will shoot for working with the biggest influencers on TikTok, and then they're appalled when the price tags are six or seven figures. <laughs> One of the best things I think you can do is to connect with influencers who have several things in place. Number one, you have to be able to see their media kit and see what their results are. You can at times ask for an inside look at their stats. That's not going to guarantee that, of course, it's going to all work. Um, But then here's another thing as well. Make sure that they have had a history of promoting brands that are in a similar space. For example, and this is just my own experience, but I've seen this happen many times. Sometimes lifestyle brands will approach me and they want to sponsor me for, I don't know, let's say leggings or something. And that's, I'm flattered. Thank you so much. But that's not where my content performs. My content performs when I'm talking about tools or businesses or software. That's where I'm going to have the greatest result. For example, like Jeff, I'm sure a lot of companies would love to sponsor your beard, right? <laughs> I, I actually had brawn, but it was a shaver. And I'm like, that's kind of the opposite of what I'm, yeah. I do. So, <laughs> so yeah. that wouldn't make as much sense. Versus... I'm all for leggings though. I mean, like, let me know. <laughs> I bet it would take off. Yeah. So it's really important to look and see, is there a history of this person promoting those types of brands or similar brands, not competitors, but people who are in a, an adjacent space to you? Um, and one thing to keep in mind, just because someone has a bunch of viral videos, that doesn't mean that their sponsored content goes viral. So you want to look through their account and see, 
Have they had success with uh, promotions in the past? And you can even ask outright, um, what has what have your uh, partnerships with brands looked like before? How have they worked out? Can you share a little bit about that? Those are totally natural questions and they can make sure that you help yourself to find influencers that actually move the needle. And then this is a big thing as well. Anytime that you're gonna work with an influencer, I want you to first and foremost ask yourself what would have to happen in order for this to be considered a success and create that success metric internally. You can't put that pressure on the influencer, but it's good for you to say, this is what will determine whether or not this is a success. But then the second piece as well, and this is a huge mistake a lot of businesses make, is they think that a partnership is going to be their ticket to success. Some people will even spend seven figures with um, certain celebrities and not have many sales at all. So you have to say, is am I trying to you know spend $100 on lottery tickets assuming I'm going to win? Or am I spending an amount that if nothing happened from it, I'd still be okay? Never spend more on an influencer than you could be comfortable saying goodbye to. Mm, that is a great piece of advice because it is still, I mean, it's still the Wild West a little bit. So yeah, very, very right. interesting. Right. So let's say that you want to be, uh, you're, you're on there, you love creating content, you're creating some really great connections with, with brands. How is it? like an individual can raise their hand and be like, pick me, pick me. I want to be an influencer. (laughs) I love that. There's several different ways. Um, our path that I'll share what our path has been and I'll share the other paths that I've seen other people take. So our path went like this. First, we approached a ton of brands about sponsorship and partnership and we got no interest. And then I was really bummed and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just grow so big that they can't ignore me. So we (laughs) continued to grow. And then they started pouring in when we crossed about, um, I want to say several hundred thousand followers combined across all platforms. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what my journey looked like. Today I have a talent manager and they negotiate uh, five and six figure deals and that's kind of powerful. So I work a lot less with smaller brands, but I kind of feel like I skipped that step because I got impatient and didn't like court them. <laughs> right. and so that's on me. Um, but I've seen other people who are who have smaller platforms, but smaller platforms are really powerful still. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying a smaller platform is a, is a bad thing in any way. Sometimes there's a lot of influence in smaller platforms. But as a smaller platform, a smaller influencer, you can start to reach out to brands. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't reach out to 100 brands and then be super disappointed that no one said yes. Maybe pick 10 or 20 brands that you're going to nurture and court because it is a courtship process. They need to see that you're persistent, consistent, putting out content. One thing that has actually worked really well for us and for other brands is to first and foremost, create one piece of content that advertises that brand for free. That's kind of like Hmm. the bait. So for example, we did that for a software called $1.80 and suddenly they experienced a massive surge in traffic and signups and they tracked it back to my one video on, I think it was on TikTok and they became a consistent partner for us because they said, one video from you grew our entire business by 15%. This is a no brainer for us. So you can lead with bait and share the examples of what happened, or sometimes they'll just reach out to you. Awesome. Awesome. That is, those are, uh, Phil actually in the comments says, these are great tips for influencers. So yeah. So uh, thank you uh, for, for dropping that in. That's, and even for brands looking for influencers, that's some great advice. Um, ex- uh, talking about incredible brands, I cannot, you know, this is a perfect segue into our friends over at Ecamm. If you're wondering how I'm bringing up these lower thirds, uh, these calls to action, switching cameras and showcasing Rachel so well, uh, I'm doing it with an incredible Mac-based software called Ecamm. It's amazing. It's it's The people over there are, are, are super helpful. So if you want to find out more about how I'm doing this live show, go to Social Media News Live dot com forward slash ecam and the other thing is is how in the world am i we got people from youtube linkedin all these different places coming to this live show and i'm able to pull up comments and i'm able to do that with another piece of great software from restream which grace of course is super uh, excited about it's you can find out more about that at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash restream that's what we use to go live everywhere even amazon live and we appreciate you guys watching us over there as well so this next piece of uh, news that we're gonna 
we're going to jump into is, is really exciting because, like I mentioned, we're going live to Amazon, Amazon Live, uh, and there's a the shopping-based platform. But there's this new live video and e-commerce events that's going on uh, inside of TikTok. So I haven't tried going live on TikTok yet, so I'm really excited about it. But um, the thing is, is TikTok unveiled a public page in February devoted to its upcoming shopping function called Seller University, University, and it's partnered with Shopify, one of my favorite platforms for shopping, to give sellers more opportunities to reach users. So, um, like on these other platforms, Rachel, they've launched shopping element. You know, Facebook's doing it, Instagram. Access is really super exclusive. Is it the same way on TikTok? Who can sell and is there is there anybody who can't? What are the hoops we have to jump through? I'd love to know. Really good question. Once again, I don't have access. And I'll be honest with you. Come on, I TikTok. <laughs> I know. They should give me first access so I can talk about all these amazing things. Um, but I'll be honest, I haven't seen anyone have access really? yet. More often than not, at least this is what I've seen with TikTok's approach, they will say that there's a new feature and then they will test a tiny group of people. For example, they were testing three minute videos and there was a lot of hubbub about it. Like everyone Mm -hmm. was talking about it, but I think they chose like a hundred people to do it. So there were tiny, tiny, tiny beta testing audiences. And so to this day, I haven't seen anyone have this feature, my guess is that they're probably going to reach out to their biggest creators for this or their biggest, um, their clients, to be honest. So for example, if Home Shopping Network or QVC wants to have one of those lives going, I'm sure that they will open up those channels, but I haven't seen a single one of those yet since it's been promised. Gotcha. So there is a question that uh, kind of on the same line, but I think it's, I think it's Tads or I can't, I think that's the, how you pronounce the name. She goes, hi, Rachel, I have a Spanish TikTok account and I make videos about relationships and advices. What would be a good product to promote to the Spanish market? That's, it is so hard to sell to. That's an interesting question. I love this so much. So one of the biggest things, and you probably know this, um, I, I'm a part of the world of Spanish marketing in a different way, which is kind of interesting. I've learned a lot about what levers to pull when it comes to selling to a Spanish speaking market. My husband is Spanish speaking. I am very conversational, if not fluent in Spanish. And one of the biggest things is you have to say, what are the big pain points of the people that follow me? And a great way to do this is to look for the questions that they're asking and make sure that in no way are the sales pages, the sales messaging, the emails, in no way do they feel like a sales pitch, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They have to feel like they're congruent to the Spanish market. And so one thing with the Spanish market, for example, is they may want passion, right? Like they want passion in their marriage. And so talking more about passion, less about counseling, counseling is a very like westernized concept. Mm -hmm. So instead of talking about relationship advice, which once again, sounds very westernized, it sounds actually very Midwest. If I'm being honest, I'm very Midwest. (laughs) Um, I would start talking about how to spice up your love life and how to turn, you know, turn your man into the man of your dreams and how to be the best wife you can't like lead with passion there. That's Mm going to be a big difference and honestly serve them instead of trying to sell to them and then just offer up the sales solution. Um, Down the road, I would first and foremost get people onto your email list and nurture them through those emails that discuss exactly what they need. And that's going to be a big difference. The Spanish speaking market does not react to the same things that the U S market reacts to. So that's a great question. Awesome. So I think that from what I got that too, is you need to test and see, but I loved how you, even your voice changed when you started talking about that, you went into the passion and spice. Yeah. So, yeah. So very, very cool. Thank you for that uh, question as well from our audience. So um, Grace, there's some other stuff too about live, which I, of course, I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about too, because I I don't think I could 
not talk about live video here. So uh, they also announced live stream shopping, which, you know, basically it's the mobile version of the home shopping network. Users can buy goods uh, with just a few taps after seeing them uh, showcased by TikTok stars. This is something that we saw TikTok do with Walmart over the holidays. They did it again with the beauty focused shopping event this month. And the way it was structured was that uh, top influencers within that space were going through and shopping things or buying things or showcasing products. And then you could go right in and buy them within, you know, buy now within, within the TikTok app. Nordstrom's hosted a Burberry event. So let's talk about live video on TikTok, first of all, before we get into the shopping piece. Are there any limits on who can go live on TikTok? Because as I was looking at the app last night, I saw a lot of personalities and I saw a lot of publications uh, not a lot of just like individuals that are just on there. I mean, like when I say personalities, I'm talking about like the top, top people are on there. So are there any limitations on who can go live on TikTok? Great question. So basically, as long as you have a thousand followers on TikTok, generally speaking, that's the limitation. Um some people have run into limitations with age. So I know that that has changed and there are some weird things with age. For example, if you look young, TikTok may prevent you from ever going live, which is really interesting. That's a whole nother can of worms for another day. <laughs> but uh, you need to have, generally speaking, a thousand followers and you also need to be at least 16, if not 18. Hmm. That's interesting. I, mean, I was thinking you know, it'd be opposite. Like if you look too old, they're not going to let you on the platform. <laughs> I'm like, get this guy off. He's got a crazy gray beard. So yeah. So that's interesting for that. So um, we do have a question from, um, let's see here. Let me pull this up from Anita and she's over on LinkedIn. And she says, just experimenting with TikTok. Um, uh, I'm a, st a tech strategist who helps female entrepreneurs to use Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube video marketing, just starting with short form video. Any suggestions for TikTok that doesn't include dancing? I know you get this question all the time. It's like, I don't dance. I can't get on TikTok. So what do you say to those people like Anita? Well, first and foremost, if you look at my profile, please note that I love dancing. I'm not <laughs> great at it, but I love dancing. I think it's so fun. And sometimes you'll see my hips wiggle way more than they probably should. Um, but you do not need to dance to be successful on TikTok. In fact, just this past week, I released a series of TikTok videos that are fairly evergreen. They are educational. They are original content and they're me speaking directly to the camera. They're less than 30 seconds. And three of those videos that I released in just a single morning com uh, combined had a reach of a million by the end of the day. So what's really powerful is you can start to create. Keep in mind, I hope you guys are taking notes, by the way. We've got evergreen, educational original content with no soundtrack, just your face and your voice to the camera. And then this is really, really important. TikTok, until you've built rapport, massive rapport with your audience, it is a place of snap judgments. It's people deciding very quickly if they want to stay. So when you create this content, first and foremost, write what would be the uh, equivalent of a headline, something that is super snappy. For example, one of those videos that I did, I said, did you know that the, the NFL goat, Tom Brady has one book that he rereads every single year. So that headline hooks people in and makes them excited to stay. And it makes them have that curiosity and that open loop. So start with your headline in mind, record it really fast, energetic, tight, and then go ahead and explain, share a little bit. But I do recommend that every couple of lines, you do a jump cut, meaning you uh, end the recording and go over to here. So I'll personally hold my phone for most of my videos so that I can just take my thumb off and uh, have those jump cuts built in every couple seconds, every couple uh, lines, so that that way we keep attention spans. But you can do it without dancing. It's actually easier without dancing. <laughs> there is hope for me yet on TikTok. Thanks, Anita, for that, that great question, by the way, because I have that too. And Rachel's been trying to get me on it every time she gets on the show. So anyway, I that, have to try That's it. good advice, Rachel, because I, as I'm watching and, you know, I'm consuming it a lot, I also get kind of impatient with ones, the videos that have a slow start and you're just kind of like, okay, you just, I end up being, um, being more interested in the things that are like, hey, did you know, and then follow through. So I, yeah. I love that. 
I love yes. that. So going back to selling, right? So like the, we talked about live video, let's talk about live video selling. So I mentioned Walmart and Burberry having these, these big selling events. Do you know if there's any small to medium businesses or entrepreneurs that are rocking TikTok live video selling? Or is this something that is just um, being tested with the bigger major brands right now? It is definitely being tested with the bigger major brands. I haven't seen any small sellers have it, but that doesn't mean that there aren't some people who, uh, that there aren't some people who have it. Um, that being said, there have been some really interesting things when people have tried to use their live streams as like as the home shopping network or as QVC and people have brought products on the screen and allowed people to buy. And a lot of those people have had their accounts shut down their live streams banned. um, they don't necessarily see the correlation, but every time that I see someone selling on a live without having that live selling feature and that capability, that permission, I notice that they're either their live streams get uh, their live stream capabilities get banned, or else their entire profile gets shut down. And so I'm I'm not going to say it's correlation or causation, but I don't think that TikTok is uh, rolling that out to people yet. Gotcha. That's so- good to know. There's a couple mm-hmm. questions. I haven't played much with TikTok Live. Is it just you broadcasting? Can you have guests on? And do you just, is it just through your phone? Those are the kind of the questions I have. Ooh, I love these questions. So it is through your phone. Of course, some people have used, um, I think you can actually use Ecamm Live. I'm not going to, don't hold oh. me to that. Um, either Ecamm Live or Streams. I would say check those out. Or what was the one? Streams, right? Restream.io. Yeah. Restream. Yeah. Test both of those to see if either one of them will stream to a TikTok live because I have seen people sharing their screen. So when I asked about it, they said that they were using a third party tool, which could or could not get you in trouble, but it's worth looking into because sometimes it can be fun to learn and test Mm -hmm. and try. Just don't do it on a big profile with a big following just in case. Always be careful with that third party unless they say like this is approved by TikTok and then TikTok explicitly says it's okay in their terms and conditions. Most of the time you're going to just stream from your device. Um, The cool thing is, and this is a little thing that I use sometimes, you can be streaming live on one device on TikTok and be recording and publishing TikToks on the other device. And so you can be logged into both and do both of those at the same time. Or someone could be live on your live stream while you're uploading TikToks on your other phone. If you have a second phone or a second device, such as some people use an iPad for TikTok and that works. Um, but TikTok has been, this has been showing up in some people's feeds. They have had dual lives showing up. Now it is unclear whether that is a TikTok feature or once again, a third party, um, platform, but I have not seen it happen many times. So I would say there's a very good chance it'll show up. I think that TikTok will figure that out faster than Instagram did, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> we'll see how long it takes them. Well, here's the, this is from Ted. I, I think I'm saying your name wrong, Tedster, but it's, she goes, I use Restream on TikTok Live, Facebook and YouTube at the same time, and it works well. So yep. that is very okay. cool. So uh, make sure you guys, um, if you, let me, uh, if you have some questions about this, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com uh, forward slash restream and try it out because there you, you guys can test it out and see, but that's really cool. Thank you guys for letting us know in the comments that it works. So now I've got another thing to play with and mess with and try not to break. So um, we have the last thing I wanted to ask you about, um, Rachel, and I don't know, this is kind of, it's just kind of one of the things we saw in the wild, but they've launched a TikTok Q&A. It's a feature for creators to engage with viewers' questions, which I think is really, really cool. So earlier this month, the company released, uh, they said they released TikTok Q&A to all users with creator accounts globally. So I'm really interested if you really got it. So with the new Q&A feature, creators can uh, designate comments as their Q&A questions, respond to those questions with either text comments or video replies, add a Q&A profile link to their bios, all sorts of cool stuff. It's supposed to be available in TikTok Live as well, making it easier for creators to see those oncoming questions in the live stream chat from a separate panel. So uh, this was a test earlier this year, but have you tried it out 
Do you have it? I have. I oh, do have cool. this one available. Awesome. <laughs> so it does show up. And I'm going to say it is a really convenient way to have one container and location for all of the questions that you can turn into content. Um, more often than not, when I answer questions in with video replies, that's the content that goes viral pretty quickly as long as I make sure that the headline of that video, the first three seconds has a really good hook that makes people interested. And so yeah, it's, it, it's like a free feature to help you create more valuable content. I don't see why people wouldn't use it. I have it both on my profile where people can ask questions or, um, you know, on my live streams, it also has them there so I can easily compile questions. It, it's awesome. I love it. So could you tell me how you add that to your bio? Because that was, as I was researching, that, that was like the number one question people had was, how do you add it to your bio? Where do you go? So can you walk us through how to, how to add that there? I'm going to pull it up because I'm pretty sure it just showed up on my profile. I'm being honest. I don't recall yeah. changing anything. So I'm going to go through the settings as we're here. And I'm going to see if I can find it. I don't, I think I just woke up one day and it was there. Yep. Okay. So if you go into, go into the little uh, three dots in your upper right-hand corner of your TikTok, and you of course have to be a creator account, and then you're going to click on creator tools. After clicking on creator tools, you're going to see ultimately between two and four settings. It should be something like this, analytics, TikTok creator marketplace, TikTok creator fund, and then Q&A. Inside of Q&A, you really only have one option and it's either turn it on or turn it off. So as soon as Q&A is turned on, it shows up in your bio. Mm. That's very, awesome. Very cool. So can you, so I know you said that you just, you use it on your live videos. And as I watch some of the live videos, like the comments are just fire. Like I can't even read them you know, and so I can't even imagine going live and, you know, and having to respond to comments. And these people that I was watching were really good about like answering these comments. So how have you been using this Q&A feature to help you navigate comments in your live? Is that something possible that you can do? Yeah. So one thing that's nice is people can submit questions to the Q&A on your lives. So if the comments are flying, which doesn't happen on mine, I'll be honest, like, I don't think I'm that cool and I'm definitely not a first job. So I, when I go live, it's not like there's thousands of people hanging out. It's like 40 to 150 moms and business owners hanging out, asking really nerdy questions about business. So most teens and kids aren't going to sit on my lives. Um, so my comments don't fly. Like it doesn't go crazy. Yeah. But let's say, and I do this a lot, I will live stream while I'm recording a podcast or a YouTube video. So it's a behind the scenes look and people may ask their questions there. So as soon as I finish recording, I can go to the Q&A box and answer all of the questions that are there. Yeah, so, no, that's good. I, so how do people find out about your live on TikTok? Do they have to be on the platform? Can you schedule lives or is it just like whoever's on there gets a notification kind of like Instagram, I guess? Certain creators and certain accounts, when they go live, it broad uh, broadcasts to everyone. It shows okay. up in everyone's feed. Um, usually, and this is just some, these are some generalizations. It's usually verified creators. It's usually famous creators. And it is often, it, it has to be one of these things or all three of these things. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, it just depends. But if you're, if your live stream is very engaged, it's going to show up for more people. So the more that you are getting engagement, getting dollars, getting questions, getting comments, connecting with people, the more people join and stay in, there's retention, the more TikTok is going to broadcast your live. So it's going to show up in some people's feeds, mostly uh, at the top of your followers feeds. So it'll show up there sometimes, but not all the time. Sometimes if your uh, live stream is doing really well, it'll show up on the for you page as like a video. So you may notice sometimes videos come up and it says so-and-so is live right now. And if you click on it, it'll take you right to their live stream. That only happens when your live stream is doing well, according to TikTok's internal metrics for that. Some people have specific times that they go live. You can't schedule them with like an event. Some people will do 
a video, a TikTok that says, hey guys, I'm going live at this and this time. Be sure to join, mark your calendars. And then they'll just delete that live or that video once they've gone live. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, I personally don't worry too much about it, if that makes sense. (laughs) But I think (laughs) if you have a consistent show, that would be a great way to show one more angle behind the scenes. And you could put it in your bio. I go live this and this time you know, every week, or you could put it in the link in your bio on your, on your milkshake or your link tree or whatever. Awesome. Awesome. Those are great advices. I, like I said, I don't really, I need to go play with it because I am a big live video junkie. So I think that would be cool. I'd love to see how you do your behind the scenes too. So that sounds fun. So if people wanted to find out, like when you go live, is it in your bio? Do you put it in there? Like you just kind of go. I am super sporadic and I go live as long as I'm recording. So it's always called either behind the scenes or behind the screens or each morning I'll do one when I do my makeup and it's called good morning gorgeous. And I'm just doing my makeup and just talking and listening to copyright free ambient music. It's so nerdy, but it's like really fun. And so I, that's where I get to nurture my audience, connect with people. Um, cause I don't necessarily have hours to go live throughout the day, if that makes sense. But when you were multitasking, for example, I think you guys would crush it with a behind the scenes show. Um, I think oh, you would absolutely crush it. So that's a great way to keep things going without feeling like it's just another thing to add. Wow. That's, that's really, true. that's, that's really interesting. So I, I, as we wrap up this show, because we've talked about ads, we've talked about going live, we've talked about this Q&A things, which is really, really cool. One of the things that I, I feel like the entire, you know, is about the, the whole thing that you keep going back to is there's a lot of organic, you're showing up, you're being real. The question I have as we kind of wrap the show up is, do you think this is, I mean, Instagram reels is already, is the, one of the reasons why, but do you think, especially ads, the more organic these ads are, do you think this is a trend that is going to happen across all the platforms? Cause you know, now there's YouTube shorts and uh, I'm sure there'll be an ad format that'll hit that later on. But do you think more and more of these ads are going to be this organic kind of entertainment? Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was watching an ad kind of thing throughout all the platforms that kind of TikTok is kind of kicked off. I think it should be happening. I will say that one of the things that I think TikTok and YouTube have really figured out. And now Instagram, I feel like is starting to really figure this out. And Facebook is starting to go back to some old algorithms. Mm -hmm. Um, The more quality content that's entertaining and the more they push out organic content and reward creators for creating organically, the more success you will see with advertisements that fit in to that culture. So I see TikTok doing that well. They're pushing out creators content to have more eyeballs, longer retention, which is why over the course of one year, their uh, time spent on the platform went up from 51 minutes to 82 minutes. So they're increasing their retention, getting more of that time. YouTube is doing the same thing. Uh, I think rewarding creators for having really engaging, exciting content by letting more people see it is going to be big. And then ultimately pushing out ads that have a good user experience with high engagement is going to also be a big part of the future of advertising. Awesome. Awesome. That is, uh, that is Rachel Peterson, everybody. She is amazing. That's why she's the queen of social media. She is our go-to person on TikTok. but, uh, Rachel, I want to have, you have this final time to tell people what you're doing, where to find you, what they can get. Cause I'm sure you impressed everybody and they, you know, you had teased that you've got some stuff coming out and I'm sure everybody will want to know where to find that. So let us know. Oh, so this is super interesting, but can I like be super nerdy here for a second yeah. and let you know, I have a free book club and I'm obsessed with it. So my free book club, um, we have 4,400 people who read nonfiction books together and that's just a total open invite. There's no advertisement. We actually don't even make any money from it. We spend, we buy 10 people in the book club every month, free books, the, a copy of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a free book club that's available on Facebook. If you want to find it, 
go to my Instagram or my TikTok, and it's one of the links in my bio there. Um, but I'm at the Mrs. Peterson and on, on all social media. And we do have a book in development. I have 50,000 words written and it's so close to being done. Awesome. That is so cool. Thank you so much for spending time and just dropping, like Mitch says uh, here, thanks for all the value bombs, Rachel and company. And Lisa says, you know, she loves uh, the makeup lives that Rachel does. So a lot of fans here. Uh, thank you so much for, for being here today. I want to do a shout out to um, our sponsors one more time that make sure you go and people have already asked, even on Amazon Live, how are we doing all these animation stuff? We're using Ecamm. So go to socialmedianews.com forward slash Ecamm and we're going everywhere like to Amazon Live with an incre- incredible service from Restream. So that's at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Restream. And Grace, where can we find out about you? Because you're awesome. We all want to follow the Grace Duffy. Well, funny is I actually work for Restream. I'm the virtual events manager. So you can find me at Restream. We have a YouTube channel, Facebook page, and on LinkedIn. I have been trying to up my LinkedIn game all the way so you can connect with me there if you're interested and i am on tiktok as an observer i don't actually post on there because i too don't dance and i don't dance so maybe that's why i don't have any friends (laughs) but anyway (laughs) you have me grace you have me so don't forget everybody uh, to go check everybody out Uh, don't forget we are also a podcast you can find us at socialmedianewslive.com you can sign up with to all your favorite podcast players if you would like we would love for you guys to leave a rating and review for us and join us next week as we uh, we do another live show it's Friday April 2nd at 11 a.m. Eastern Time 10 a.m. Pacific you can find us on Facebook LinkedIn YouTube and Amazon Live also next week we're having Ramon Ray talk about uh, networking on Clubhouse so you make sure you want to check that out because it's going to be a great show thank you so much Rachel thank you so much to our audience we'll see you next time everybody bye now Social media news live.